This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Hey guys, welcome to Puck Here. It's uh, episode one of our NZHL special. As always, I am your host Logan Swinkles, and with me is Ginger Ninja Joe Jury. Who have we got for our very first? Uh, we're doing episode. a because um, they they won last year. We kind of had to give them their right. own yeah, their own episode. Had to, I guess so. So we've got Bert Haynes and Ashton Brooks from the Sky City Stampede. How's it going, guys? Do you say Ashton or Aston? Aston. Okay, just just clarifying that. <laughs> I he absolutely did, said Aston. Definitely said Ashton. I you'll be able to go to <laughs> you'll be able to go to the audio. Here. Yeah, it's not it's not recorded at all. At all. <laughs> Great start. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Bert and Ast. It's good to have you on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, likewise. Yeah, uh, I've always really enjoyed uh, chatting, chatting to these guys uh, when I was doing Top Shelf. So it's, uh, it's nice to have Bert on a proper podcast as well, I have to say. Thanks for having me. Available <laughs> anytime, of course. Uh, so how's, how's training camp in Australia? Did you guys feel like you um, uh, benefited uh, by playing against strong Australian opponents? Well, I think it was an absolute benefit. You know, we had uh, we had some really good contests over there, so... Um, it was good, good for the guys to get that sort of challenge coming in, and, and really that win at the end was a great way to build a bit of momentum, and hopefully we can kind of carry that into the tournament, which will be pretty handy. Yeah, and echoing on from from Aston there. Uh, in years past, we've gone away, and our competition level has sort of varied. We've come up against, say, the two strong of competition, i.e., last year playing the NHL uh, Calgary Flames alumni group, which had a couple of guys who were fresh out of retirement um, and still moving the puck rather fast. So, who was uh, on? Who was uh, some of the guys in that? Uh, Brendan Morrison. Um, is it Glenn or Curtis Glencross? Like, who are they? Yeah, there's oh. a, a few boys. Uh, yeah, and then some of the older boys like Joel Otto who yeah he might he might be in his 50s but he still plays the game like you wouldn't believe so uh, yeah that was a bit of a mix up but yeah just kind of echoing to that is that uh, and then we've also played some teams that we've just we just run all over because the quality hasn't been there so uh, to play against the Ice and the Mustangs a couple of um, sort of polished AIHL teams and right around the same sort of uh, skill level as these teams that we'll be competing against uh, in, in the coming coming week it, it was really important to get th- those games in so I yeah they were it was enormous value that camp so coming into this tournament uh, what are your expectations Ooh, uh, expectations well um, it's well I'll, yeah I'd come out and just say like our expectations to medal like that's a that's probably a soft expectation and say like yeah we're I think we're ranked third or fourth probably fourth after our tournament last year and so sort of that underdog kind of kind of lying there but we're at home we've put together our best team we've had our from from my memory one of the best training camps ever and a medal is the minimum expectation so i can go out and say that uh without uh, seeing how these other teams have prepared or or who they're bringing actually to tournament i'm not i'm not going to go out any further than that but uh yeah medals have got to be in the sights and i, I would say we want to go into those you know that this sort of top top shelf metal there we, we saw a couple of them when we were in the lobby waiting to interview you guys yeah that nothing you guys are gonna waste them <laughs> oh that's good to hear <laughs> love the confidence oh, <laughs> yeah yeah oh we would back you guys all day um did you find any time to play tourist uh you guys have a bit of fun while you're in melbourne or was it all straight hockey 
Oh, there was a, there's a fair bit of hockey, but we got uh, we got in there on the Formula One on our first day off, which was which was good fun. It was a big day out for the boys. Actually, we ended up clocking up a few foot miles, but uh, it was good to get that uh, off the bucket. Well, I wasn't on the bucket list, but uh, I guess go watch the racing cars was pretty cool. And then uh, what are we doing our other day off? Uh, what did we do? Oh, we had a bit of a rest day. Some of the guys went to the spa, some went to town, so it was kind of a bit of a do your own thing sort of day. Yeah, great value. There's, um, you know, how often are you in have the opportunity to go to Formula One Grand Prix, right? I mean, they only happen in certain cities around the world at certain times. So being from New Zealand, uh, that was great, you know, a great, great um, opportunity that we jumped on. And yeah, stoked that the management could pull that off for us and, and allow us and shape the camp that way. And on that other day, like Aston said, just a little bit more of an R&R day, sort of uh, um, a few of the boys into the city and then a few of us down to Mornington Peninsula, which is quite nice. Speaking of the aspects, what does it mean to... Do you guys to wear the black jersey and represent New Zealand? Especially for a man who is originally from uh, Saskatoon. Yeah, born in Saskatoon in Canada, uh, for the for listeners that don't know where Saskatoon is. Uh, but then moved up to Vancouver Island and pretty much grew up on the, the west coast of, of Canada, which was which was a great. Uh, made the, the shift over to New Zealand, actually just traveling, uh, it would have been 2002. So 15 years now in New Zealand. And for me, you know, there's... there's uh, there's no question that I consider myself a Kiwi, and uh, I'm fully ingrained in in Queenstown and in New Zealand. I'm, you know, I don't plan on shifting anywhere. I've I've lived there for 15 solid years, and absolutely love it, and love everything that it means. So, uh, for me, it's it's tremendous pride to be able to pull on the jersey. It's uh, I think this is my eighth tournament, and um, every year it's it's more special because those years are kind of they're starting to evaporate quickly and I you know they're now having the opportunity to play at home uh, in, in front of our home crowd in, in Auckland uh, absolutely incredible opportunity and yeah it's an it's an honor and absolutely cherish it um, but we've got a first timer here um, <laughs> yeah, at the IB level <laughs> sitting next to me yeah I guess I've for me it's I've finally managed to pull off a tournament so I'm pretty happy with that um, I've had problems over the years with kind of uh, things like injuries and, and money and they're not making the team so it's good to finally get it but I mean for me it's it's always been the pinnacle hockey team you can make here in New Zealand and I remember back to when I was just a wee lad in Queenstown watching the, the Ice Blacks play the Moose and, and thinking it would be pretty cool to play for them one day so it's it's nice to to finally make that happen so yeah it's a, it's a banana. Are you because um, the last couple of seasons at NZHL um I mean, it's fair to say that you've been dominating in the goal crease, uh, especially last year you were awarded best goaltender. Uh, are you now playing for that number one spot as the Icebacks goalie? Or is the team philosophy more about uh, sharing the starts between like you and Rick Parry? Um, I guess it's it's hard to say. Like Rick's, Rick's a really good goaltender. And I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say whether my NZHL success is going to translate over well to here. One thing I've really realised from this camp is, is it's a whole different ball game, you know, Playing in the NHL, you've got a whole season to sort of uh, pull things together. But here, it has to be done now. Like you've got the you've got five games, and if you don't make it happen in those games, then you um then you don't make it happen at all. So, I mean, we're we're a team here too. So, I mean, I want the best out of Rick, and if Rick if Rick starts, then I want him to do as as good as he can. And I mean, in the end of the day, we just want to come home with the gold. So, so yeah. See, I I, I told you, Joe, Essence a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice guy. Oh, thanks for that. Such a nice response. <laughs> um, being up here in Auckland, I mean, the what the hell is that? <laughs> the hell was that? Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a hockey trip without some kind of jokester at the room. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> no, no. <laughs> trying, trying to get something in on us. 
Um, yeah, I guess the tournament this is in at Botany. Uh, you guys are Sky City Stampede playing Queenstown. Do you wish Queenstown had a bigger rink so you could host international tournaments down there? Oh, wouldn't that be great? I mean, the guys down at the rink in Queenstown do everything they can to make that place the best facility they can. I mean, unfortunately, I think they're limited by by council restraints and just, I mean, the great location of it is one of its best features, but I guess in the sense of it, expansion, it's really its worst feature as well. So it would be great. I mean, one day I'd love to have that happen, but I guess it's a... So something out of my control anyway. Yeah, well, echoing, echoing on from you there, mate. Uh, imagine the Docklands sort of facility <laughs> right there plunked down in Queenstown. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, Queenstown could support can support uh, a better ice facility. And, you know, that I think our, our fans and, and the amount of involvement in the sport says that the, the rink needs to kind of continue to grow. Uh, Dan and Ted do an incredible job of, of reinvestment and just continually turning that place into a better and better arena. Um, but, yeah, just limited by some infrastructure sort of uh, constraints, which is unfortunate. Um, can Queenstown host an international tournament? I mean, the, the reality is it should be. It's not mm. even Canada. It should be. Um, it is the jewel in the crown of New Zealand. It has all the infrastructure, all the hotels. It's all walking distance. It's everything that you could possibly want from an international type of tournament. And it's all just sitting there. And, unfortunately, we're just, uh, you know, we're a couple meters short on, a, on an ice sheet. And we're a couple changing rooms short as far as uh, being able to host the, the teams that, that kind of make it a requirement to be able to do the double IHF hosting. So, uh, yeah, one day, no question. And, and we hope that those boys can make that happen. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of, uh, you know, creative, uh, you know, a little bit of creativity from, from the council and the guys to, to hopefully push that environment and make that rink uh, be able to, to accept that. Yeah, right. there's no better um, advertisement for New Zealand really than, than the Queenstown Lakes area. It's much better than... Botany. <laughs> I won't just screw with you. It's still great. Yeah, it's still great to have a, a tournament up here. Yeah, Auckland's cool. It's yeah. real cool. There's there's heaps to do up here. Um, so I think from that side, I mean, you know, hopefully these visiting nations still get a chance to get out and and get to enjoy uh, New Zealand. Like there's, you know, within an an hour to two hours drive, there you can experience so much, you know, so much here. So uh, yeah, not discounting Auckland at all. Mm. But you're right, it's a little bit different to be playing hockey and botany as opposed to playing in Queenstown. Well, I mean, even just recently, you know, you've had like the likes of, you know, superstars like Adele and uh, Justin Bieber come to New Zealand and uh, I'm pretty sure they get out of Auckland ASAP and they <laughs> just go to Queenstown. Queenstown yeah. <laughs> so, testament to how awesome it is down there. Um, you got good marketing. <laughs> Great marketing. <laughs> you been down there, Joe? Much? I have. I, I lived in Wanaka for two years, so. <sighs> I'm jealous. Oh, we got Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> it's very accurate, yeah. Oh. The, uh, it's the alternate side of the yeah. Crown Range. Brilliant Simpsons reference. There. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> best thing about um, best thing about Queenstown is there's that road sign that says no right turns except for KFC. Oh, that's great, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> such a New Zealand. You got to worry about the important things down there. Hell yeah! Uh, mo- moving on from uh, sort of like the Ice Blacks tournament. Um, how's the preseason training and preps been going for the Stampede this year? Um, I think, well, for, for us players that are here, there's not too many of us. I think there's Birdie, Callum, uh, potentially Adam Soffer and myself. Uh, this is this is really as good as it gets as far as pre-season, being able to go from this uh, training camp environment to playing games to pretty much going back to our regular practices. Uh, there's not much that's going to get you in better shape than that. Then I mean, unfortunately, the boys down in, um, down in Queenstown haven't had ice for a wee while, so they'll be... 
a bit rusty, whereas we should be in, in pretty peak form. So as far as pre-season going, you know, they've, they've done a few trips down to Needham to keep them fresh, and I'm sure the boys are, are getting pretty fizz down there for it. So, I mean, I yeah, it's as good as it gets. Yeah, I think that you nailed it. They're saying that we don't even have ice in Queenstown yet. I mean, that the ice hasn't been laid. They're just still, you know, they're still refurbing the rink and, and whatnot. So that'll, the ice goes down actually this week. They start laying ice and they'll have that laid uh, and open for Easter. So as far as preseason training, uh, the lads down there have only, yeah, a couple social skates in Dunedin, which literally are just a couple hours of ice. And outside of that, it's, you know, just been up to their own accord if they, you know, if they've gotten out to the gym or on the bike or any of that kind of stuff. And, and from a sort of a, I guess a, a tactical sort of mannerisms you know we haven't done any of that at all so it's it's just been waiting for the rink to open and once the rink opens and the ice goes down then everyone gets excited and yeah then then we start to get in into all that stuff so do you still have um old portwood whipping you guys into shape physically nah porty's actually left unfortunately <coughs> so yeah that was that was actually awesome a great experience there was a few of us down there that, that signed on to portwood's program and you know him being an ex-professional hockey player he brought uh he brought a ton to the um to the gym and a lot of like different dynamic types of exercises that i would never done in any of my trainings or any of my lead ups um, so extremely beneficial for myself and and look at Callum Burns uh, you know the guy goes from strength to strength year after year and you know this year he's even faster and stronger than he was last year and you know that's a testament to his, his work ethic uh, in the gym and you know a little bit of leadership from, from Portwood I think another guy you'll, you'll see um who's not here with us here, but for the Stampede is Connor Harrison. Uh, the, the amount of time he's putting into the gym, uh, which is the first I've seen from, from, you know, from him. And, yeah, following on from what Portwood offers, it was great to see him take that in and as an athlete take that on board. I think uh, he'll be able to see some returns out of that. So you guys are back-to-back defending champs. Uh, what do you think the key has been to that kind of recent success and can you go for the three-peat? Oh, I think we'd, we'd definitely like to give the three-peat a good crack but I mean as far as what got us there I think back to the first year we there's a lot of us on the team including myself who had never won the championship and I, we think back to all our nearly theirs second places finals losses whatever and um, we had a real desire to win that to win the Burge and bring it home especially in Queenstown you know and we lost that first game in Christchurch but we, we stuck with that mentality that we, we didn't want to lose in front of our home fans in Queenstown. And I think, you know, we've got a we've got a pretty good culture down there as far as as everyone buying in and, you know, just being wanting to be part of that winning team. And I think the the not losing at home was a really big one for us, you know. We we were confident even after that first loss that we um that we were gonna we were gonna win those two games in Queenstown and we managed to pull it off and then coming back in next year you've kind of got the expectation as as the reigning champs so it, it changes a little bit but I think everyone just really had to kind of knuckle down and focus on be like right it doesn't just you don't just get given the championship you've actually got to work for it all season so you know we even had you know we had trouble towards the end of the season last year with not quite being able to perform so there was still a lot of pressure but we managed to pull it off in the end so I think going in this year we've just got to kind of try do that again I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, you know, the the big things that changed us from being a team that almost won and we had a couple near near wins there um, leading in um, would be that, that culture. It all starts in the locker room. It, it really does. It's it's when you get a group of guys together. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are individually. Uh, it, it really means shit, to be honest. It's a team sport. I mean, 
that's why you can go out and play golf or tennis or something maybe and be really great and have an attitude. But in, in the hockey, you know, in the hockey world, you have to have a culture. And, and the thing that kind of shifted for us was uh, we had a better culture in the room and that's where it started. And then there's a lot of things that kind of determine that. And there's, there's you know, we have enormous uh, support from the community and we have an enormous amount of support coming from the people that are close to us in in that hockey room and, and involved so that's with your parents your volunteers your everybody that makes it all tick so um it's by no means is it one-dimensional and you know a lot of people like to pin it on saying oh you guys got a couple of good imports and you, you're right we got some great imports we've got a couple of you know a couple of skilled guys that came out and and really helped kind of push us over the edge but the reality is we we uh, those guys aren't going to do it by themselves and we've seen that as well and you've seen that on teams as well that that, you know previous teams that guys have went out and scouted these incredible imports have come over and they can't win a game by themselves so it all you know it all comes down to your team culture yeah get some good recruiting be able to offer them a package and 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 really uh, love the shit out of ice hockey is that (laughs) is that one of the main like main kind of things you look into when you're looking at imports how they fit into that team culture 100 percent. yeah definitely there's been people over the years who just haven't bought in and kind of you know thought they were better better than new zealand ice hockey and they've been the ones that have often not worked out well or you know people coming in thinking they're going to be superstars and they're not quite panned out that way don't you always love that when um say uh, tsn and bar down when they feature like the nzhl in a clip and then if you look at the facebook comments and it's all these uh cocky canadians who think they can play better than any New Zealander, and you're like, okay, buddy, uh, why don't you actually yeah, just come I down here? Yeah, I take a lot of offense to that. Sort of personally, as being a you know being from Canada, and I look at it and I know all those guys because those are guys I would have played with or yeah. played against, or it's that. I don't say them knowing them personally, but I know that stereotype, and they're just a they're just a bunch of keyboard heroes. You know, they can <laughs> they can sit there and say all that shit, but they don't back it up, yeah. and they certainly don't come. and And if they play hockey and they think they're that great, they actually probably not in it for the spirit of hockey. Mm. They're there because they actually they're wankers, and they actually you know they think they're more than than what than what the game is. So when you get all those comments about this and that and yada, yada yeah, great way to put down something that's growing and something that's that's awesome mm. what, you would, like what are you trying to do here you're trying to you yeah. say you love hockey but you put down the people that are really putting in the time and effort get lost yeah <laughs> I, cannot, I don't have any time for those guys eh? yeah it, it is a bit weird because obviously yeah it's Canada's game but you know shouldn't you be stoked that this little island nation is picking up on it and it's this you know growing culture and, and you know you mentioned uh, obviously playing in Queenstown must be a huge sell for your imports but what about the crowd um, the the home I love going to down to Queenstown for for Stampede home games, um, and I think it must be very daunting for the visiting teams. Is that is that an advantage that you guys have over the competition? Oh, I think we we definitely have that. I mean, I think you you ask any person in this team that plays in the NZHL and they're going to tell you that playing in Queenstown is a pretty special atmosphere. You know, you don't where well, there was talk of that actually just before of some of the the funny I guess run-ins between teams and and spectators we've had it at the rink in Queenstown. So yeah, uh, Andy Hay told a story before. I was just oh, about uh, the Admirals coach yeah, uh, yeah. trying to fight someone in the crowd. I've seen oh, it. I Nick, think I've seen that twice now. The, uh, yeah. the, the they've done the Running walk across, across. the uh, the rink and then trying to climb through the. the oh, knees was that Rodney? Team. Yeah, Rodney. I remember I think Rodney did that for the Admirals one time. I thought he went straight did to it the once. corner. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> been a few. You know, you're not going to achieve much uh, given that corner a go. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's what those guys have said. It's just said that rink is the is the most intimidating rink to go into, and that's where they have the kind of the biggest. Uh, 
the crowd has the biggest advantage for a team in any of the ranks. Well, it kind of works both ways. Mm. You know, like there's on the one side for us is, you know, as the home crowd, it, it definitely pumps us up and the expectations there. And it can really be the sixth man. Like if you're in there and you, you know, that game's tight, that crowd will help push us over the edge. There's no question. And, and it's happened before the finals are the, uh, the perfect example, you know, to, to play that close of a hockey game and still have the edge at the end. That's because of our, our fans and the support we're getting from them. But likewise, there's, you know, if you're, if you've played hockey for a little while, it's exciting to go play in a loud barn. Like, especially if you're from Botany where there's there's nothing going on up here. Um, you know, previously you go in a Botany game and you're getting, you know, golf clapped onto the ice. Yeah. It's, it's not quite the same Sorry, environment. Sorry, us, us so, Aucklanders, we're pretty boring people. Yeah. No, nah, but just, the problem is the games are at the wrong time up here. We're not getting the right crowd. You can't expect the right crowd to be there at 5.45 or 4.45. You need to open it up, have a game at 7.30 or 8 p.m. up here. Allows people to, to get to the game, Make have a couple of, a, of beers. More of a event, and, of it yeah, kind of, yeah, and have a proper event. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna totally uh, diss the botany crowd because I'm expecting big things from this year. Especially we're at, we're what five games all at eight p.m. Mm. I, th- I think this barn's gonna get rocking, and I'm expecting it from from the Aucklanders. I really hope that um, yeah, with the with this tournament, the Ice Blacks tournament, that the guys that run the botany rink actually take something from that because that is definitely you know you you touch on with with Queenstown, the games are always at night. Uh, so you are making an event, uh, an event of it. You know, it's after work. It's in the weekend. You're gonna have a good time. Uh, but I find, especially in the Auckland rinks, I think they kind of treat the NZIHL uh, as a hindrance. And it's they're like that's that's probably why the games are on at five o'clock because seven thirty eight o'clock is their prime public skating time. Whereas in Queenstown uh, or you know Dunedin they've kind of identified it like we've got this hockey culture let's put it on there um you know have the public skate during the day you know yeah i mean you're, you're touching on it there and saying you know i can't i can't actually take away from the guys that are running the rinks up here it's, it's a financial investment you know it's an investment for them you know yeah. and that's it's a big thing to say hey like shelve what you're doing and, and put on what we're doing make it more important because um, i understand you know how much they do generate through public skate and whatnot but on the same time there's you know right, right on the flip side is to go let's get more people Involved and excited about ice hockey and ice sports in general. So if if we have the opportunity to grow there, well, that's going to fill their you know their skating programs. It's going to fill um, more public sessions because kids are going to want to get out and skate. They're going to have access to the game. It's going to you know the, the overall I think will fill. And I think that's what you see maybe a little bit more from Dunedin and, and Queenstown in particular, um, is they understand just kind of the the greater importance to have that that accessibility for everybody. And then what that will translate into down the road. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do see both sides of that coin. It's, it's quite tough to argue against both, but obviously a little bit biased from the player standpoint says, let's get those games on a little bit later. Let's grow the sport and let's get more kids involved and more families involved. Yeah. Well, I guess let's just hope that the uh, Auckland tournament shows them just how much a crowd can turn up. If you just put it on at that different time. Um, Obviously, you know, last season the Stampede got picked up by Sky City as a primary sponsor. You know, what has that done to help the team? Um, I think that just, I guess, obviously a bit of financial support and someone really taking on the team, well, taking on the team in that sort of role as the head-head sponsor. I mean, we've had a lot of great sponsors. We have a lot of great sponsors that have looked after us for well, countless years. So, I mean... I don't want to take anything away from them because I mean they've done so much for us. But I think it's uh, it's good to get a, a big 
I guess, national company backing us. And um, from the feedback they gave us, they were they were pretty happy with how it all worked out. So hopefully they can stick around for a wee while longer. And you know, hopefully that gives other companies like that the incentive to sort of you know maybe sponsor other teams in the league and whatnot, which would be which would be good just good to see. Yeah, that's the first step, right? Getting one team sponsored, you mm-hmm. know, regardless if it was the Stampede or, or somebody else. We needed to get some team needed to get picked up and, and have some national sort of level sponsorship that says, hey, there is value in, in doing this. And and then likewise, what we need to have are these other clubs try and replicate that and go, you know, not 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 be disappointed that we've picked up this, you know, Sky City, but go, shit, how do we get the other Sky City yeah, or the yeah. next Sky City? Yeah. And then try and, you know, try and do that because that's what our, our league needs. And I think that's, um, you know, it's a bit of a, a leap of faith sort of saying for that you know the, the sky city to, to to pick us or pick hockey in general um but uh hopefully and and all initial feedback say it's been successful for both parties so far uh as for the next one you know like when does fonterra pick somebody up and then mm. when does you know any any other new zealand company pick up another team you know air new zealand we got there's so there's so many big good companies in new zealand to to help sponsor one of these franchises that, that represents you know, it represents their area on a national level. Um, there's, there's a, tr- you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there, and hopefully, that's this is just the first step for them. Yeah, companies are massively conservative with their money, and they need the, that kind of case study. They need that example of how it works and how, how many people can see their brand and exposure and everything. And with it working with you guys, it's, it's right there for them to now go, hey, this could be us sponsoring the the Botany Swarm or something like that going yeah, forward definitely uh speaking you know just uh sticking with the sponsors here you know talk the big one you've got sky city i want to go i want to go down to uh, the more grassroots level you got bob's way cafe um who have been big time supporters of the stampede for many many years and uh if anyone's ever been down there you'll know that the items on the menu are actually named after the players uh you know bert you've got the brekkie wrap and aston has the mediterranean melt which is one of my personal favorites That's delicious yeah uh is <laughs> Great there I, option <laughs> I, I really want to know is there a story behind those dishes do they let you pick or is it they just ask you if you can put it on um i think I think Bob actually made all those decisions. I mean, I'd like to think I've got a bit of a Mediterranean uh, swag about me, but I you look very, might not you look very Mediterranean. <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely you true. Have, you definitely have the flow at the moment. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that was something Bob did, and I mean, they've been a personal sponsor of me over the last few years, and I mean, it's just it's just a great place to be down there. You know, you get nothing but. But I support, and I mean, Mary gives you. She'll let you know if there's anything you need to uh, improve on out there. But I mean, I think you'll see a lot of the boys down there most weekends, and it's just it's a great place, you know. And and the thing that they are they do well is they look after us so well. But you ask any of the guys from any of the other teams, and they they love going down there just as much. They'll cop a bit of flack, but at the end of the day, the the folks down at Bob's Way are really um, are hockey fans, and they just they'll they'll do anything for a, for any sort of hockey player or whatnot. So. Yeah, and it's a, such a great example of a family that didn't have any exposure to ice hockey previously. They come to a game, they get it, they they start to catch the fever. They go, "Shit, that was a lot of fun." They just be, they start off at that level of just being fans, you know. You know, Bob maybe and a couple of mates, and then you know Mary makes it along, and then now they've got you know their friends coming along, and they're you know they're growing. The, the hockey community as much as anybody else you know going to the shop and it's all hockey mat all, all across it but you know that's it's a great example of somebody who wasn't you know didn't have exposure to the sport finally gets a little taste 
then loves it and then continues to grow it like that's that's what you know that's what the hockey's all about it's just once once you're in you know you're just becoming you know a rabid supporter and you know a raving fan and and i think that's a you know for for other you know little companies out there bob they're just doing what they can to help you know they you know whether it's helping out the players with a discount or you know a personal sponsor like i've i've you know, I've personally benefited from that and Aston certainly has. And, you know, they've, they've chipped in on so many different levels just to offer support to the team. And it all makes a difference. And, and, you know, if the, if, you know, there's other people out there that might be listening or that you've got a business that's in the position that, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, just offering a meal once in a while, you know, the fresh choice, Tony Wild, they just, they, you know, they put on food for us to cook at, at our like training camps or at our like players only sort of like events and just that support you know that's it's a little one but it means a lot and when you get a lot of little things coming together it adds up to be a lot one thing i thought was cool you mentioned uh, fresh choice um after season one of top shelf was all done they actually asked for every episode and uh i think they just put it on constant loop in this in the shop that's so i mean that's cool just you know you walk in in the supermarket you're doing shopping it's just hockey all the time it's great even you know during the summer Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, Tony, Tony, a great supporter of the hockey. And it is fun. I love going down to Fresh Choice. And then I can just sit up there and, oh, yes, there's hockey highlights on. You can wander down the aisles and then someone's like, oh, they should be it. every supermarket. Oh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> do you, um, when you go to the Bob's Way Cafe, do you have to order your signature meal? Do you oh. feel <laughs> do you feel weird if you pick someone, like if you were to pick Bert's Rip? Oh no, I'd have to leave a bit of bird out there, but uh, no, I, I, I quite like my meal. But uh, I think I've worked my way through the whole the whole menu, and I mean, there's nothing. There's Glad no you said there's, menu and not team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole other oh, podcast to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Maybe for the late night edition. Um, no, it's. I don't think I've had anything bad off that menu, to be honest. And I mean, I know. I know Bob's passionate about what he does, so he, he's not going to deliver deliver a bad um, a bad meal out there. So all, it's all good stuff. I can't get past Uncle Pete's uh, potato cakes. Oh, delicious! Yeah, I know. That I'm a big fan on Blanche's uh, Blanche's salad. There, that's a Ooh. that's a beauty. The Cajun chicken. Yeah. Um, speaking of food, I, you guys got to go to your lunch pretty soon, so we're going to have to blast through this uh, end of it. But. Um, I guess we kind of got a little lighthearted questions. Who do you think is winning the Stanley Cup this year? Oh, buddy. Um, I would like to say Edmonton, surely. Yeah. No, <laughs> shit. I would. That would personal pick. Yeah. Let's see Connor and the Oilers just go all the way. Yeah. How good? Yeah. That would so be. Good. That would be fantastic. Uh, thinking who's really going to win it. Um, I would say that Pittsburgh's looking pretty solid. I'll say Pittsburgh out of the East. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna have to give give the Oilers a crack. I reckon they're surely due for it. I think, I think it's what everyone wants. Everyone wants that storyline. Yeah, they want to see Connor McDavid just blitz through and make it get a playoff scoring record or something like that in his first time. Yeah, why not? Yeah, look at the players go. around him too. Like he's just, you know, these guys are all stepping up, mm. and it's fantastic to see. Now I know, um, obviously, Bert, you being Canadian, you're kind of born with skates, but Aston. How do you come in, you know, being being a Kiwi, living in rugby culture, how did you get into hockey? Um, I think for me, I mean, Queenstown's always had, rugby was always there and whatnot, and there's other sports, but I mean, from a young age, I think I was maybe five years old, and some of my, one of my best friends, Michael O'Keefe, he, he started skating down at the rink, and when we were about five, we joined the Queenstown club, my uh, managed to convince mum and dad to take me along, and I mean, I think I was pretty hooked from day one, I think I 
naturally had done a bit of skating, so it wasn't too hard. But, I mean, I think the thing that kept me in it the most was just all the friends I made when I was younger. You know, I still play with, you know, at least 10 guys that I played with when I was about five or six. So that's just kept me going. You know, I've tried other sports, and it's not to say I, I wouldn't play anything else, but, I mean, hockey's, hockey's my life, and I guess my second family and my second home is that rink. So... It's really just kept me in the game and, I mean, it's taken me to some great places and I've done some pretty cool things with it. So I guess that's that's what's kept me going. As a, as a goalie, is there any uh, player that you've modelled your game after when you're growing up? Um, no, nothing in particular. I guess I've just tried to take pieces from, from a lot of players that have come through. It's not always necessarily a goalie either. I mean, just people with, with a good attitude. I think a good attitude gets you a long way. And, I mean, I've had people pitch in I've had different coaches throughout the years and everyone's kind of given me a little piece so I think that's just kind of helped shape my game there's no one in particular I can think of that I've really modeled my game off as such I mean if you see me play I think I probably play a pretty almost unique sort of style so I mean I can't really say there's anyone that I uh that I followed I mean I would say um I think your style is that I feel you've got a very calming presence in net uh you never really see you swimming around the crease <laughs> um and I noticed, you know, I looked up your stats from last season. Like, they're fucking insane. Like a 944 save percentage and 1.55 goals against. That's just testament to how um, strong, like, the Stampede defense is there purely on that. They've got your back, which is awesome to see. Sometimes you see teams leaving their goalie hung out to dry. Yeah, normally, you're <laughs> like a Mediterranean person like yourself. Oh, absolutely. So fiery and all over the place but yeah. you're just a calm dude oh I think you see uh, younger Aston might have been a little bit more fiery but I think you realise quickly well for me anyway I think if you bring well from my perspective if you bring too much too much heat to the goal then you get a you get a little bit out of it really I, I, I think a big way I've liked to play my game over the last few years is, is just is really keep calm and have fun out there and I mean I don't see why you, if you get too aggro or anything like that you just really lose focus and then you get more goals scored and you get more angry so it's just really a kind of uh it's a chain reaction of destruction for me anyway and i would say just for like backing you up there buddy uh it's been great playing hockey with you for the last you know 15 years and seeing oh. you especially in these last these last five years the amount of growth from you uh, is incredible so you've always been a talented athlete but it's really the growth up up top and those top two inches that has now separated and make, made you the elite goalie you are so that's awesome. Well, touching, I appreciate that, touching yeah. moment. It's, it's uh, much better than the the um, the other podcast where they were opponents and they're just taking barbs at each other yeah. the whole time. <laughs> just, so, just as good, though. Just as good. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've got I've got one more big sort of um, meaty question here. You know, Bert, for years you were the Stampede captain. Uh, last year. Um, Matt Snyder took over as captain. How has that transition uh, been for you? And and also Aston, same question. Uh, having a new captain, what's that been like? I mean, from my perspective, Brad has always been a sort of role model leadership player just in the way he conducts really everything he does on the ice, off the ice. He's someone you could really, uh, you could always talk to and look up to in that um, perspective. And, you know, just because he hasn't got the C doesn't mean he's any less of a leader. I think, you know, he, he would be the first to say Matt's also a great leader and, you know, I think naturally it's just, just what happens and, and everyone still respects Bertie just like he's the captain. So, you know, not to take anything away from Schneider, he's a great leader as well, but, you know, he's getting he's getting his turn out there. Yeah, thanks for that, Aston. I think um, 
Yeah, that, that's a mini question. It's it's a good one though. Uh, Schneider is, is one hell of a hockey player and a great leader, and he's ferocious on the ice. You know, um, I I've really enjoyed. I mean, I only had a a couple seasons as captain. I'm still a, you know still a very much I think a, a member on that Stampede team. Um, you know, I got to grow up under the likes of Simon Glass, who was a leader of that team for years, and then had a couple couple years at. at, at at the top myself but you know from the the change for me going say from that that captaincy to to say last year in more of a role position is i absolutely love it you know i get to still show up to the rink with um with I, I, I don't think my responsibilities change I don't feel it's changed you know I don't go out there and you know my play hasn't changed but now I get to come to the rink and absolutely just focus on my sole role that the team's given me and I, I love that and I think uh, Schneid's um, has really emerged as a leader you know through that uh, through his play and through what he offers the team and um, I think uh, the Stampede you know the Sky City Stampede have the right captain there and he has I have nothing but support and love for that guy he is awesome so yeah it's uh it's been it's an interesting transition good question but um yeah i think uh i think it's the best thing for our team which is awesome that's what it's all about right what's the uh the best and worst movie you guys have seen recently you would have been on the plane so you would have taken in some that's a tough one i watched war dogs on the way here and i quite liked that actually it was a good film is that the uh that's the one with um jonah hill it is the one with jonah hill i enjoyed that movie too yeah no it was a good the worst one though what's that gonna be i'll I'll put it over to brad he surely can think of the best one well best one uh one i think it's called collateral with uh will smith or collateral beauty maybe uh, bit of a tearjerker, very emotional. So that that's a good one. So you, <laughs> you can get, in, the plane get into that in front of yeah. your teammates. <laughs> um, worst one. Oh, what there was some, there was actually one I had to actually turn off on the plane, and it was that bad. Like, when was the last time you had to turn yeah, off a know, movie? It was you that know shit. Movie's bad when you're stuck in an airplane and you just can't even get, make it through. So what uh, was that? I can't even. Remember. That's why it was that it was that bad. I think I've just permanently erased it from memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought of a bad one. Back in Queenstown, my girlfriend made me watch. Was it Marley and Me? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wasn't yeah, into it. No, never. <laughs> I actually... Um, it was a tough watch. I made the yeah. mistake of... Because uh, I didn't know that that was such a sad movie. And I made the mistake of watching that when my dog had just passed away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's doing it the hard that's way. Probably that's probably the worst, sure. that the worst was, timing ever to watch that movie. Yeah. So I've never ever watched it again, and no, that's a good call cool bit yeah. on on a worse movie. I can't believe your girlfriend made you watch that. Oh, she's good like that. She's <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the emotional side oh. out of you. Um, well, thanks for uh, taking the time uh, for coming on the show today, guys. Uh, all the best for the tournament. We really hope to see Ice Blacks coming out on top there. And um, again, I guess we are we are Admirals fans. But the the awkward thing was right. So we. I'm actually from Crusher, so I'm a Red Devils fan. <laughs> You told Tim Ratcliffe that you were an Admirals fan. Well, I was just trying to help out. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had a meeting with Admirals recently, and uh, he was like, so so you guys are all Admirals fans? And I was like, yeah, but my second team is the Stampede just because they, they, you know, they take really good care of me every time I'm down there. So um, Is that a bargaining chip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell Kate, I was like, if there's a way you can work out that I just follow the team for four months and make a documentary out of it, I'll do it. I'll... We'll um, look into that. Yes. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to come on, guys. And um, yeah, all the best for hockey for the rest of the year. Yeah, big thank you to you guys for continuing to promote hockey and, and getting the, the message out there. And yeah, great work that you guys are doing with the sport here in, in New Zealand. Really appreciate it. Cheers, yeah, dude. It's bloody awesome, guys. Thanks for that. 
Pakia. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favourite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pakia Podcast. Pakia.